girl's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I never thought I'd say this, Mm -hmm. but I reckon we are actually going to have too much to talk about this week. What? You and I never. (laughs) Yeah, we basically make the worst witnesses possible. (laughs) There's just a hell of a lot of detail buried in less detail. (laughs) Just like three days of testimony in. It's like, okay, so you're saying... Yes, that is your name. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, not even Rudy Giuliani would put us on the stand. <laughs> oh my we oh my god, he wouldn't just like his hair wouldn't be sweating off, his his skin would melt off. Oh yeah, he'd look like he picked the wrong chalice. <laughs> or opened the, the <laughs> Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, he opened his eyes. <laughs> it was interesting seeing his alien blood come out of the side of his head and just roll down and pool around his gills. That was. It was. Yeah, I know. It really is. It was one of those moments, like in the horror film. It's like, oh my god, we're actually going to witness the transformation. Yeah. Live <laughs> in front of it. Is this, is this a full moon? What's going on, Mr. Giuliani? Do you need some time with your witness? Two weeks, <laughs> Mr. Giuliani. Two weeks. <laughs> Quarto lives. <laughs> Oh my god! No, you know what? But I will give him props. This uh, this press conference was not out the front of the dildo parlor, so it was his, his last big press conference. So he's moving up in the world. He was. It was. Uh, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> you know what? I still I still feel bad for. Um, going back when they had the interview, it was about the press conference out the front of the Four Seasons, supposed to be the hotel, <laughs> turns out to be the garden and leisure centre. Um, I think it was at one side crematorium, the other side the adult store. Again, yeah. that that poor person who just went in for a dildo that day. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, oh my god, I'll just I'll do it. No one will know. Outskirts of town, literally the world's press is there for you. The day that you decide to go. Buy a butt plug. What can hurt? <laughs> Luckily, there was about half a dozen fuck sticks giving a press conference, <laughs> so you didn't have to worry about going to buy your own. Really, did you? <laughs> just see someone come along and look at Rudy Giuliani and just go, "I reckon that would fit." <laughs> Get ourselves some Crisco. <laughs> Jeez, it's veiny. Luckily, we've eaten. Oh yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, now I'm picturing it. Oh. Yeah. But in, in terms of being a, a, a micro podcast with almost no resources, it's not that often that we have just too much stuff to choose from. I know. Because in the last seven days, yeah. it has just been fucking chaos in terms of shit that's been happening. It's 2020. It is. You know? Oh, my God. I cannot wait for the episode where, like, the podcast is, li- like, the apocalypse is literally happening outside the window. And we're just like, <laughs> and in this week's news, <laughs> zombies have rushed into the lounge room. Oh, there is a student film waiting to happen where podcasters have to deal with zombies. Oh, my God. Surely. And you'll have to root for the zombies because podcasters are the one thing more insipid. <laughs> Actually, oh my God, um, have you ever seen, a, it was a book and then it was turned into a TV series in a few different countries. Have you read or seen Dead Set? No, I have not. <gasps> okay, the zombie apocalypse, you know, obviously happens, wipes out the world. 
except there are a dozen people who don't know about the zombie apocalypse <laughs> and they actually are the people in the Big Brother house oh. who just keep carrying on, wow. not realising, you know, they're like, they hear like a bump and they're like, oh, you know, someone's walked into something. <laughs> no, it's the cameraman being eaten by zombies. So they just sort of carry on. Oh. Um, yeah. And so then it's like, you know, a love interest tries to get to, um, you know, to the, the zombie house to save her. And, of course, it has one of the most infamous scenes where the... I, I like I don't want to say anything about, you know, TV executives. <laughs> but there is a TV executive who is being chased by a zombie, um, as is a person in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So he then uses the person in the wheelchair as a rolling hors d'oeuvre. Is this a documentary? To fuel his escape into the bathroom. <laughs> well, and you're just like, what? Asshole. Well, if he's a TV producer and the world is full of brain-dead people, his show's ratings have never been higher. So <laughs> he needs to keep that train rolling. Oh, the things we do for fame. The things we do. you got to think of the shareholders, man. The shareholders. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd be a terrible executive director. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a hard time to be a news director at the moment. And I have worked in news, so I know how bad a slow news day is. The only thing worse mm. than a slow news day is just a day where it just doesn't fucking stop. Oh, my God. Well, what's been happening this Oh, my week? God. Funny you should ask, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the uh, the Hungarian incident, which I'm now calling Hungry Jacks. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This is, this is my favourite news story of the week. Well, tell us all about it, Liz. Um, well, it starts off with uh, it starts off in Brussels where police get a noise complaint um, about an apartment that is uh, over a, a pub. <sighs> Fucking Airbnb. In Brussels. Yep. Mm. So the police arrive and knock on the door because obviously uh, quarantining, there's only supposed to be four people in an apartment. They get there. It's quite a lot of noise going on. Uh-huh. Uh, they bust open to find... Bible study. 25-man orgy in progress, which, of course, is breaching quarantine. Because Could still be Bible study. No, quarantine is, you know, limit of four people to the orgy. Okay. They were all naked. Um, one of the gentlemen in the orgy tears himself from the orgy and <laughs> like in that Halloween. Like Jenga, they all just fell down because one piece. You take that crucial part out. Fuck, Darren. What are you doing? <laughs> Darren. That's no, not Tetris. <laughs> Hungry Jack or Hungry Joseph in this case uh, pulled himself from the situation and leapt from the first story window onto the ground before, butt naked. With Boner. With Boner. He was then um, arrested by police. Now the thing is, we, we you know we have no we have no problems with you know a, a twenty five man you know orgy Not unless of course if you are breaching quarantine when there should only be four be people COVID in the safe. orgy wear a mask COVID safe. But the thing that makes this interesting is the gentleman when they said, "Oh, you're being arrested," he decided to play his diplomatic immunity card. <laughs> Turns out, for those where was he keeping it? <laughs> This watch. (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell you what he went through. He went through a lot. Um, He, uh, Joseph, is uh, married with one child, is one of the leading member of Hungary's Victor Orban's party. And that party pretty much the last few years has worked very 
very, very hard to strip all LBQTIG rights away from the community. Oh. He, in fact, wrote new um, wording for regulations in Hungary, specifically banning gay marriage in Hungary, signalling that um, it would preserve the marriage union between a man and a woman. And do you know why? Do you know why he was so determined that gay people should not be married? Because they're hungry, not thirsty. <laughs> because he wants all that sweet man love single and ready to go. Oh, absolutely. So he has uh, decided to resign. Um, oh, he decided to, did he? He's uh, decided. His position like that in the orgy was untenable. Yeah. <laughs> Ten, I want a 25. But isn't it always the way? It is always the loudest, the, always the loudest who is always in a 25-man orgy. Well, to quote our, our now former Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, it's usually those who are the loudest proponents of traditional values that are also the loudest practitioners of traditional adultery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, and the other thing is, how loud is your orgy that your neighbours are calling the police on you? That's one fucking big game of Twister. Oh my god, that's one hell of an orgy. And European apartments aren't that big. I uh, yeah, I know. It's they must have had like a they must have had a Swedish guy there from IKEA to direct <laughs> that to be like, now yourself, if you go in here and Jan, you go in here, and I get the Allen key. Allen, give us your key, baby. <laughs> Uh, the ABBA solution. <laughs> I call it the abacus. You move this way, you move that way. You carry the one. You carry him too. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet, foldable, stackable furniture. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's my bit of news. Because there's been so much stuff going on. Um, as you know, I am the resident UFO nut. Mm-hmm. And I realise that this paints me firmly in the anti-vax chemtrail uh, you know, Pete Evans' biocharger camp. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't care because it's fucking cool and interesting. <laughs> but two stories came out this week that were just insane. Like the first oh. one the first one was um, leaked reports coming out of the United States of what they describe as under uh, undersurface sort of multi, uh, I suppose, trans-medium vehicles. So things that can go from water to air to space. And apparently there's this report they tracked Three things doing mm. 240 knots under the water. Yeah. They then emerged, went 90 degrees directly into space and disappeared. And they released it with an accompanying photograph taken with an iPhone from the back of a fighter jet. Which, number one, that's the photo yourself, okay. you look at the photograph, it looks like a Batman balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, A, I think that vehicle already exists and we saw it in that... Uh, James Bond movie, Live and Let Die, <laughs> when your car turns into like a submarine. Yeah. Pff, that's like such old news. Yeah. The other thing is, A, who has their, I don't know, who has like their phone out in a jet fighter pilot and who's taking their hands off the steering wheel <laughs> to like, I don't know, if you're flying a jet fighter, shouldn't you be all hands on board? So apparently it was the weapon system operator who was taking the photograph. They, they basically sit in the back and use the bombs and in training missions they don't have to use bombs. That's yeah, what but it, the sounds of it, he sits there what, and plays Tetris? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's flicking through his photos of the last Hungarian orgy that he went to. <laughs> but you think it would be a bit of a security risk, wouldn't you, having an iPhone on a jet? Well, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, just... <laughs> Imagine the ro- the data roaming charges. 
Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, as you're flying across ten different time zones. Oh, 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 good. Yeah, no. Oh, you know, if he hasn't thought about that before, he's going to think about it now when yeah. he gets there. Yeah. So that was the, that was the interesting one, and it sparked a huge amount of debate amongst nerds and incels and virgins, myself included. Okay. But, okay. So if they saw, okay. The Batman balloon. It looks in like the a ba- sky. it looks like okay. a Batman balloon. How do they know it came from the ocean? Did they just happen to be looking so, at the ocean? So this is two se- two separate stories. One of them uh, mm. relates to a. This is the photograph. Apparently, it was a cube shaped object which was at about thirty thousand feet, which hadn't moved. It was completely static, like sitting against <gasps> against the wind. Nothing happening, and like they the- they flew past and went, "What the fuck is that?" Took a photo of it. Oh god, it wasn't like the Hellraiser cube, was it? it well, sort of, yeah. But <gasps> when the the artifacting on the photo is such that it looks like a like a little kid's mylar Batman balloon, which <laughs> could be. Who knows? Oh god, it's a transformer. So yeah, so this one sparked a whole bunch of like really quite serious scientific debate, mm. and people were analysing the photograph using the the EXIF data on a photo, which shows when it was taken and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, which apparently supports the the claim that it was taken from a fighter jet because the accelerometer in the iPhone was it matched to the data of flying at high speeds in a jet, blah, 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 blah. From zero to 5,000 cases. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay, so the world got stuck into this whole debate about whether or not this was an authentic story. Uh. And the head of the Israeli Space Agency, mm-hmm. the former head up until 2010, don't know what he got involved in that he no longer has his job, Ooh. but he decided, fucking hold my beer, Oh, and comes out with the claim that not only are aliens already here, they've got a contract with the US government to conduct experiments and their presence is being kept a secret until humanity is, quote, ready to receive them. And apparently we've got a base on Mars uh, and we're working hand-in-hand with the aliens who are part of a galactic federation to understand the nature of space travel and space. Now, you know I like a bargain. Even I'm not buying that shit. (laughs) So... 2010, when he lost his job. Was well, he it, didn't. He retired. He's like 89. Was it because of crack addiction? <laughs> well, I don't know. And here's the thing. Like, when you hear Israeli space program, automatically... Israeli has a space program? Exactly. So you kind of think... Mm. But then you remember, they've got the world's fourth largest military. Mm. They actually have a ton of defense satellites that have been launched in there. I think they've got five or six different satellites that have been launched since mm. the 80s. Their space yeah. program is worth, I believe, $80 million US a year. Australia's, we have a longer history in the space yeah. race than them. And we actually have our own dedicated space agency. They've got a budget of about $10 million. Okay. So Israel's space program is actually legit. There you go. Yeah. But, but the guy who used to run it, he's out for lunch. <laughs> Not so <laughs> legit. Oh, my God. No. What, oh my God. All I can say is, like, if... If UFOs are, you know, waiting until we're ready to make an appearance, yeah. okay, um, the fact that, like, people were stabbing each other in supermarkets for toilet paper not, like, two weeks ago, I think they could be waiting for a while. Here's the clincher, though, because apparently Donald Trump was just about to lift the lid and spill the beans on the whole thing. Uh, and the aliens went, no, shh, Donald, wait till people are ready. And he did. Who the fuck can get Donald Trump to shut up? Yeah, see, that's that's where you knew it was crap. Yeah. If Donald Trump knew about that, that would have been tweeted from his toilet. Yeah. Like, oh my God, there would have been a press pass. It, he would be, you know what, he would be at Rosmill right now with a green man going, they have evidence that I won this election. <laughs> We're going to build a wall in the sky. <laughs> We're going to keep the aliens out, man. We need some <laughs> skyhooks. <laughs> yeah, see, I... I 
I don't. I, you know what? I think it was a Batman balloon. I'm calling it. It was a Batman balloon. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty fucked. Possibly the worst news to come out this week, though. Is, oh. is that. Oh. What? Disney. <gasps> Disney is planning to make a young Ellen Ripley film. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, Disney is planning to make a movie on the life what? of pre-alien Ellen Ripley. No, 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 no. I, I, I definitely, I definitely misheard you because I thought you said Disney. Disney. We're going to make a pre-alien prequel. Ripley. Yeah. Versus aliens. We don't know. All we know is that they're meddling with the classics. So I like to call this this little segment that we're going to introduce semi regularly. Leave, Leave the, the classics, classics alone. alone. There you go. Oh my freaking god! Why do you have to like? Oh my god! What is there to tell? Okay, Ellen Ripley. Yes, she is a proud, strong, independent woman. Mm. But what the hell is there to talk about? We're gonna like follow her, like what? As her marriage like breaks down. Yeah, like, the story of how she gets Jonesy. Oh my god, yeah, the story of her giving up on men and getting a cat. Oh my god, we're going to watch her going for a forklift license? What the hell? Like, no offence to Ellen Ripley, and you know I love Ellen Ripley, oh, and yes. I think she is the greatest uh, female character in film ever. Yeah, she should be taught in schools. Oh my, she should be in the anthem, mm. okay? She should be who we salute every time we win a medal at the Olympics, but is there to talk about? I just got no idea. Why <laughs> she decided to get that perm? <laughs> How much they were paying her to go away for ten years and leave her daughter alone? Apparently, I was just why, like, why the bloody like Wayland Utani couldn't afford to buy them a decent pair of underpants that fit. <laughs> like, why would you put someone in a space capsule where there's just enough of an ass crack for you to leave a skitty? Okay. Why would you do that? Just spend the extra five cents, okay? Get underpants that fit. That's all I'm saying. That's why the android went crazy. <laughs> Stick it doing washing. Just oh my god! Just like and it's all it was all white vinyl. Yeah, he's that poor bastard. He's got to scrape that white vinyl. You know they weren't doing it. Why? We've basically why? just proposed the theme to Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> we really have. <laughs> I have gussets to scrub. <laughs> oh my god! Look, it was bad enough when they tried going. Forward with yeah. Ellen Ripley in the future and having her friggin' cloned half fucking Ellen Ripley, half yeah. fucking aliens. No, like, that was, sh- was that was that written by Joss Whedon? Alien? Yeah, yeah, that was fucked. I don't. Oh my god! And it's like it's and and it's got Ron Perlman in it, who is one of the I think the greatest actors of yeah. our generation. The man is a legend. Okay, yeah. um, for oh, good wine, he's been put in a lot of bad spaghetti. <laughs> no, but it just he. Oh my god, Ron Perlman revived my vagina, but that's another story. <laughs> for he single handedly saved my vagina, but that's another story for another day. That it's, sounds like your romance novel. <laughs> Ron Perlman saved my <laughs> resuscitated my vagina. The kiss of life. <laughs> oh my god, and it's got Michael Wincott, who you know just get him to show up for five minutes and yeah. get all raspy on you. Thank you very much, sir. Brad Dourif, okay, oh. horror 
you know, horror classic. Yeah. Okay. None of them could save this. And oh my God. Like, I'm sorry. We go from aliens being the most deadly force in the universe to killing everything. Like, no one survives. Marines, okay, yeah. can't survive against this thing with or without weaponry. You get to this movie, anybody can survive. Anybody. Just someone out walking their dog. Fine, survives. <laughs> A kid with asthma, oh, survives. You yeah. know, he had an inhaler. Sheesh. <laughs> Yeah, that's a Stephen King plot hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, so you've, you've fucked it up going forward. What makes you think going backwards to a point in her life where nothing happened? Yeah. She literally got a perm and bought a cat. That's what she did pre-alien. That was her life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, feel free to jump in if you disagree. I, I want to know what there is to... Oh my god! It make a movie or a series? Yeah, is it like some kind of space Thelma and Louise, and that's how she ends up on the Nostromo? That's <laughs> her and Veronica Cartwright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they should do? They yeah. should do a Vasquez movie. Oh, oh, oh my god! You've given me a boner. Yep, Vasquez. That whole platoon. They could follow that whole platoon. Oh my god! Oh my god! Drake and Vasquez. Like yeah, that'd be. No, but you know what? As much as I say that, um, I, I, you know what? I think you have the problem is that because everybody in that movie, everyone is so fantastic. Yeah. Everyone is so fantastic. You couldn't make the prequel because who are you going to cast to be that awesome? Yeah. No one can live up to that. It's like when they tried to do the Han Solo movie. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how good it is. That dude's not Harrison Ford. Oh, fuck. He's he, not Harrison Ford. What's his name? Alden Ehrlich or something like that. Whatever. He's not Harrison Ford. Fuck. He did a good job though. No. He did a good no. job. No. You know what? I honestly would rather have that they just like stuck in seventy-five-year-old Harrison Ford and through sheer angry determination, he just looked at you <laughs> and went, "I'm." Fucking 20, all right? <laughs> and we all would have went, yeah, you are. Yeah, they, they did some bad kind of the Irishman de-aging on him that nap. Have you, <laughs> have you seen that, The Irishman? No. Oh, no. brilliant movie. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant movie. The problem with that being, of course, yeah. that using men in their 70s yeah. and then digitally de-aging them, they still fucking walk like men in their 70s. <laughs> And as much as I love De Niro and I respect him for his acting chops, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he, he became a legit boxer to make Raging, Raging Bull, Bull. yeah. That kind of stuff. There's a scene in there, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, where De Niro's character goes and basically the veil of sanity drops in front of his family and he goes and mm. beats up a shopkeeper for, who chastised his daughter for touching something. And he beats the shit out of this guy. It looks for all the world like a 70-year-old man laying down like, you know, yeah, like the backgammon board goes flying <laughs> and he kind of falls into him and shuffles and shuffles his slippers into him. It's like, this is not a kicking. <laughs> like early De Niro would have torn you apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this, this is grandpa's trying not to hurt his hip. <laughs> and he's supposed to be in his 20s. You know, it's just fucking dumb. Oh, no. Look, I'm, I'm prepared to just go with it. I will say this, though. One of Scorsese's best movies. Oh, really? It's fucking great. Okay, all right. I'll put it on my list. I haven't seen it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Uh, it's on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. That's why I haven't seen I'm, it. I'm poor and <laughs> I don't have the. Ne- if Netflix would like to sponsor us, yeah, by giving me free Netflix because Netflix need the publicity. 
<laughs> you know what? You can never be too secure in the market, all right? You can never be too secure in your market. That, that is very true. Yes, take that on board, Netflix. We have a we have a huge listenership of 15 people in Tennessee. Woo-hoo! G'day. <laughs> Whiskey, woo! Yay, there we go. Uh, pandering to the masses, that's the way. Use the, co- use the code, no one listens to us, to get 15% off. Well, not with that attitude. No, no. Not with that attitude. How do you know that there is not the weapons specialist in a fighter jet with his phone out right now above the ocean when he should be keeping you keeping us safe? He's tuning in right now, <laughs> having a listen. He's just on Tinder. <laughs> just swiping right to everything. And to all our like air personnel in the sky right now who should be defending us but is saying fuck it and listening to the podcast. Hello. Yeah. Hello. And, and good luck with China in six weeks. <laughs> Oh, look, yeah, World War Three is... Do you think World War Three is actually going to kick off, like, I'm thinking, at the stroke of midnight? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, first day of 2021, yeah. Yeah, war will be declared? Pretty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's like a sequel. You give James Cameron, you know, you can't stay small. You've got to go big. Yeah, oh, my God. Well, that's it, because everyone is talking about, oh, my God, like, this year has been so shit. Yeah, what if this year is alien next year if- Fucking aliens, man. Yeah, exactly. Shit's getting real. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> we were forced to live in the streets and <laughs> feast on human flesh. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? That that is quite appropriate for our topic we are touching on this week. Oh, you know, you mean that crowbar with a segue attached to it <laughs> that did the job, did it? Okay. <laughs> Now, this week, we are delving into the tasty world of German cannibals. Jesus Christ. In this week's episode of Cannibal Run. (laughs) Or, you're me and two veg. Hey. Or, you are who you eat. Very good. (laughs) Now, in this week's episode... Did you say German cannibals? Yes. What about Uber Eats? Oh! Ah. There you go. Nice. Oh, my God. Um, Now, we are putting together the five words you would never expect to hear together. German cannibal on day release. Is that like the code words that you use to set off a like a like a Hydra sleeper agent? German cannibal day release. Ready to accept your commands. Just press all the buttons. Now, in Germany, a convicted cannibal cannibal cannibal. He ate a camel. No. We call him the Desert Fox. A convicted cannibal who killed, slaughtered, and ate another human being is allowed to go out into the community, walk through the town, and enjoy a little window shopping as part of a prison day release program. Oh, good God. Now, just quickly, in the uh-huh. pa- in the pantheon of... I Because, mean, of course, I've got all the famous cannibal collector cards. Uh-huh. So, you know... I'm- yeah. I did a bit of reading up as well. In terms of stories of just gross lack of oversight or anything like that, uh-huh. this story is probably only eclipsed by the famous Japanese cannibal mm. uh, Issei Sagawa, uh-huh. the Kobe cannibal, who to, to this day lives free in Japan owing to a legal technicality. So 
that is probably the only worse example of a cannibal back in the community than this one. Mm. But this one involves people actually making the decision to allow it to happen on a legal basis. Yes. So before anyone gets on the comments and goes, is he, is he cigar was far worse? And he fucking, he's, he's up there. He's like the Michael Jordan of horrible, horrible five foot tall cannibals. You know what though? Like no. that, like, you are going to save yourself from those awkward, you know, the neighbours like, oh, can I borrow some sugar? Do you have any jumper leads? Like, can you watch my cat? You don't, you're not going to get those obligations, I don't think, no. from your neighbours. No. So, you know. They'll leave you alone. And if they hear a party going on inside with 25 <laughs> people, fuck, he's hungry. Oh, my God. Buffet night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Can you imagine just like balls come over the fence? The kids are like, "Should we go get it?" It's gone, son. It's gone. <laughs> just, just let it go. It's gone. We'll buy you a new one. But I love my ball. Uh... <laughs> He'd love to eat them too. <laughs> <laughs> now, look. Don't worry, because um, I can see that you're being alarmed. Don't be alarmed, listeners. Safety first. As the cannibal is driven out of the town and into another city. He is then issued safety first. Safety first. Is the Catholic Church running this program? <laughs> just call him something else. Change his hat. Yeah, just. He is issued with sunglasses <laughs> and a hat so as not to alarm anyone as he walks about the town. Now, I think it's unfair and I think this is bullshit because if your dog bites somebody, yeah. it has to wear like a giant oversized, you know, collar and it has to be like warning, you know, dangerous and it has to wear a muzzle. Yeah. Um, this guy kills and eats somebody and he has to wear sunglasses and a hat. He has to dress up like uh, like he's cosplaying a 1950s detective. <laughs> Basically, he has to be sun smart. <laughs> That's it. I mean, oh my, oh my God. Like, you know, Hannibal Lecter, like, gets the full face mask and is, like, strapped, you know, to the bloody, um, yeah. you know, this. Oh, no, oh, no, quick. Give him a hat. <laughs> He'll never be able to get out of the heart. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I thought the Germans were really good at keeping prisoners. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, we can say that because Australians invented concentration camps. <laughs> Hello to all our South African listeners. Oh, my Lord. Now, Armin Muse was born on the 1st of December, 1961. Eight years later, his father would abandon him and his mother, leaving her to raise him alone in an isolated farmhouse. Some would say bad parenting. Maybe he was a psychic. Uh, Didn't want to get eaten. Well, did he disappear or... Oh. Or was Sonny Boy teething? He w- <laughs> Arwen would later describe himself as very lonesome after his father left. This loneliness, he said, would continue into his teens. And in his teens, he would develop his cannibalistic desires. Fucking pump the brakes. Uh-huh. All right. I grew up a misfit in a small country town. Mm-hmm. Very, very lonely mm-hmm. as a teenager. Not once did I think about eating someone. I got a skateboard and listened to death metal. And that's about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I like I bought like all of the Smith albums. Yeah, you oh, know? you poor bastard. The times now. Morrissey is punishment enough for the next <laughs> ten lives. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't have the will to eat anybody, <laughs> let alone like leave my bedroom. It's like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now he also found sexual gratification. In the idea 
of cannibalism. Oh, Jesus, really? That is some awkward, that's some awkward alone time. Um, yeah, that's a hard magazine to buy from the newsagent, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what the other thing is like, can you imagine, can you imagine the misfortune of being stuck in the cinema to watch that alive movie <laughs> while this guy is behind you? It's like all the soccer players are like, oh no, we're going to have to eat each other. And you just hear, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why he's got the hat and the coat. <laughs> He's going to watch documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, show the Alive movie again. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait for my latest copy of Dead and Tasty to appear in the mail. <laughs> oh, 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 you are so funny. You are so yum, yum, yum in my tum, tum, tum. <laughs> oh. Now, after his mother died, Muse continued to live alone in the farmhouse whilst working as a computer engineer. Oh, there's a shock. Good with computers. <laughs> you are going to look at your IT department differently after this, I promise you. Now, but part of his famous fantasy was that he wanted someone to volunteer to be eaten. Right. That's so, a very specific fantasy. Very specific. So, but you know what they say? Chase your dreams. And you know what? It's a pretty tough job market. No. You Chase know your that? dreams. Yeah. Exactly. Good work experience. In 2001, Muse posted in a now-closed website called Cannibal Cafe. (laughs) Well, it's unambiguous. It's Cannibal Cafe. I did some Googling. There are actually, there's one in the UK and there's one in Canada where people have actually opened a cafe called the Cannibal Cafe. And my and they they have a really really meaty menu. Oh Jesus! And my favourite one is the one that was in Canada because uh, they had at the time of this interview they just had new owners and someone had asked the owner about oh where did you get the name and the owner is like oh yeah no well the the owner got it from a punk metal song completely oblivious to the fact oh. that the punk punk song is written about an actual cannibal. Oh. <laughs> Maybe well, just just Google. That's all I'm saying. Just Google. Well, that's like the guitarist from famous uh, Florida death metal band Cannibal Corpse mm. soundtrack to my youth. He uh, he was arrested in the last couple of years. I think it might have been late last year. Yeah, he had a bunch of human skulls in his house and a large cache of weapons. Uh, and if you actually look at their songs on their playlist, they have one that is called "My House Is Full of Skulls." <laughs> And another one of their songs is like called something like "I Have Weapons for Killing People." <laughs> oh, they didn't even—they stopped even trying with their song titles. Just oh my god! <laughs> Just eventually, what ten years later, someone at the police station is like, "You know what? We should, we should, we should, Do you think maybe we should go to his house?" <laughs> like you know, I wasn't so much about oh, I've got a house full of you know skulls. Like who hasn't? But you know, with these weapons, maybe. Yeah. What is it, Officer Grunge? Are you getting more of your spidey senses after you listen to that Nirvana song for too long? <laughs> I hate myself and I want to die. we got another situation like that, do we? <laughs> Quick, someone, put on the siren. <laughs> what do you mean eight years ago? Oh. <laughs> now, the Cannibal Cafe provided a forum for people with a sexualized cannibalism fetish. Okay. Yes, that's a thing. Mm. Now, the website itself actually stated that the site was for fantasy role play only. Oh, just like my bong was for tobacco use only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it was not to be used by those who could not differentiate between fantasy and reality. But I'm this but like in reality, whoever reads all the terms and conditions exactly, anyway. No. Like no one reads 
that shit. Just accept, <laughs> accept, whatever. So he posted a want ad on the site looking for, and I quote, a well-built 18 to 25-year-old male to be slaughtered and then consumed. Oh, my God. See, like, goth poetry-wise, that might have been kind of sexy, but this guy means it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, he actually received replies to this ad. Of course he fucking did. Uh, some backed out after chatting online, I think, when they slowly began <laughs> oh, to reel off. He means it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another was keen, but Muse backed out as he did not feel that there was any sexual chemistry between the two of them. That's the problem with online relationships. Mm. You're just you're sexed for so long, and then when you finally meet them, it's just like... Oh. Mm, so that's why, that's why women proposing to Ted Bundy was so much more of a... A straightforward proposal because you knew he was a monster, but fuck, he was handsome. Uh, you know who was handsome? Young Stalin. Young Stalin was a fucking stud. Yeah. Like, I. Yeah. So many politicians who turned out to be twisted and fucked were actually like, quite attractive in their years. Yeah. Like, all I can think of is, like, all the, like, the poor, like, babushkas, like, who were, like, sitting around. It's like, you know, like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that guy. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you want a piece of land and bread bit of this? <laughs> Bouncing around, wow. And you know they did. They all oh, did. Yeah. Like, oh, he was hot. Yeah. Um, now, uh, another one who answered the ad requested that he be nailed down and beaten to death. But Muse declined as he thought this request was a bit weird. <laughs> Fucking gum tree. <laughs> <laughs> but like surely like if there is like a crazy, a crazed assed cannibal is like, yeah, you know what? You need some therapy, mate. <laughs> You'd have to be like, you know what? Maybe I need to look at my life choices. Like, That's some confidence though, isn't it? Yeah. That's like homeless guy hitting on people on the bus confidence. Yeah. Just, what the, like, what? No. Oh, my God. You're not young Stalin. <laughs> There's a great name for a left-wing dating app. <laughs> Swipe left or lefter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, in March of 2001, a 43-year-old man named Burnt... Brandis, Ooh. and it's important that his name is Burnt, but we'll get to that later. Oh, God. He was a computer technician. Oh, good with computers. Yep. He answered the ad and the two began to chat feverishly online. Mm. On 9th of March 2001, Burnt travelled via train to Muse's location. Muse travelled down to the train station to collect him because we all know pickup is so much cheaper than delivery. This is like uh, Sleepless in Seattle. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love story, really. It is. They drove straight to Mew's farmhouse. Almost immediately upon entering the farmhouse, Burnt went into the living room and removed all of his clothing Whew. so that Mew's could admire his meal. Oh. And said, I hope you find me tasty. Oh, Jesus Christ. Men have, men have just got no idea how to be sexy. They, do they? really don't. No. Like, so not only like just that is that awkward, but it's naked dude awkward. And Na like no offence, but naked dudes like. Nah. Seinfeld said it. They're, you know, they're utilitarian. They're like a Jeep. Yeah. 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 Like that's why it, like that's why three hundred is so hot because it's like the perfect male specimen, but with a little loincloth on. Yeah. And that's so much better than just like 
turkey yeah. slapping wangs. Yeah. And if he's like rocking an anteater, would that turn him off? <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, why didn't you fucking tell me? <laughs> Let me just dim these lights. <laughs> Go wash that thing. <laughs> now, the two of them then had sex. Which at this point, this is where it gets weird for me. Because, okay, I'm going to say it. You should not be having sex with anything that you're going to eat. I've had a burrito that was pretty good. I still wouldn't have fucked it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, that's the, that's honestly, because I was just reading this. I'm like, okay, yeah, he wants to eat and he eats him. That's fine. You had sex with him first? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. It reminds me of that line from what they do in the shadows. <laughs> he goes, aren't you going to have sex with him? He goes, no, would you fuck a sandwich? <laughs> That's it, exactly. Yeah. Like, don't put your dick in the ham sandwich. Yeah. Like, just, ah. Uh, and then there's all the issues of like, like, oh, like, ah. Uh, basically, you're, mar- you're, like, you're marinating the flesh in your own jizzy, li- jizzy McJizzness. Yeah, I mean, the guy's got problems already. You don't want to add those smells to it. Just, yeah. Uh. That's going to take one powerful fucking scented candle. Although, if he's planning on slaughtering someone, I dare say he's got at least two Glade plugins in that house. Maybe even a deionizer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But being a bloke, he's probably thick and he's just. Yeah, no, he's a bloke. He wouldn't have any of that. Yeah. Just, no. You know, just put a can of uh, bicarb soda in the middle of the floor. That'll soak up the stink. <laughs> oh my God, single men. I'm just. I don't know how you survive, seriously. No, I No, I I just, oh my God. There, were, there I was in my fighter jet texting dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Brandon then swallowed 20 sleeping pills and half a bottle of alcohol. They then decided that the meal should begin. Hang on. Wouldn't he have been like full of like sleeping pills? Like, you're not supposed to eat someone you've poisoned, are you? Uh, well, like it would, you'd be in the system, yeah. So I guess that might just make you sleepy. But if you're having a big meal, like you're going to be sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Christmas dinner. Yeah, you're just going to be sleepy afterwards. <laughs> so just make sure you got your stretchy pants on. I think that's the only the only thing you have to worry uh, about. Is this the man or the volume? <laughs> now, the reason that we know how and why a lot of this happened is because the whole experience was filmed. On videotape. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well you, you know, it's like Christmas opening the presents. You wanna yeah. you wanna relive that moment. Yeah, Facebook memories. Yeah. Ah. Oh, I love that. Now, John, you you're gonna wanna cross your legs for this one. All right. Maybe get an ice pack ready for yourself, because I think this is gonna hurt. Oh, what do they do? All right. They decide mm-hmm. to start. Right. With the penis. That's been in his own ass. Well, we don't, well not necessarily. You don't know who it was. Might be, yeah, it might be a bottom. I don't know. You know but don't I want to s- judge. But, don't want to judge the cannibal. Well, no, even if it was like the other way around, like surely just out of courtesy, you've got to be given it a bit of a reach around while you're at it. <laughs> you know, like if you're hands on, like this is the last rock and roll show he's going to get. Surely you'd go all out for him. Yeah, my God. All so right. he started with the dick. Like, and. Like, call me, like, if you're going to, like, start 
Why yeah. I don't understand why you like if I was chopping up a human body to eat it, yeah. Like there are some bits like hands, feet, genitals, ass. Yeah. I would just cut all of that and be like waste product. No, you know, that's for stock. That goes off to the side. Yeah. Use that for stock. You render the fat down so oh, you no, can make I'd, other stuff. I'd put it straight in the bin. It's like you know that end of the carrot. <laughs> I'm just no. That's just going straight in the bin. That's just the the penis to me would go straight in the bin. It's yeah, it, it meat pie at the very least. Mm, oh, it's not a prime cut. No. Well, Burnt insists that Muse oh. bite his penis off. Oh. I told you you'd want that ice pack. Muse bites and chews oh. and grinds. Yeah. That's going to be some rubbery shit. He is unable to sever the penis this way. Oh. So after chewing and grinding for a while, he eventually gives up and gets a knife and severs the penis. Muse attempts to feed part of Burnt's raw penis to Burnt's. Christ, you never believe what I just had to do. Uh, did you have to drink some chuck? But Brandis cannot eat his raw penis, describing it. As tough and too chewy. Aren't I lucky? I got a chunky bit. <laughs> Although from the videotape, it appears more that that Burnt was already too weakened by blood loss to eat his own penis. Oh Christ! Muse then attempted to fry the penis in a frying pan. What is it with single men? It, they're obsessed with their dicks. Dudes, <laughs> why are you so obsessed with your dick? And you like other people's dick. It's all about the dick. Men, it always comes back to the dick. I don't get it. Well, you can't, you can't eat his emotions, can you? <laughs> oh, look at this big bowl of empathy. Oh, <laughs> yummy. Put some more listening on that. Mm, good listener. Mm, 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 mm. Of course you're going for the dick if you're a single bloke. He fries the penis in a frying pan with salt, pepper, wine and garlic. Oh, dude. And some fat collected from Bert's body. Learn how to fucking cook. Muse burnt the penis. Of course he fucking did. Making it inedible. God. And you've only got one shot at that. Burnt by name, burnt by nature. Yeah, mum's spaghetti. You've only got one shot but so he chopped up the burnt penis into tiny pieces and fed it to his dog. Oh, can dogs eat penis? Is that bad for them? Well, you, you're not supposed to give them like burnt stuff. It's like, isn't it carcinogenic? You can't give them chocolate. Yeah, you Surely shouldn't you give can't... them dick. Don't give your dog dick like that. If you take nothing from this podcast except <laughs> this one bit, don't feed your dog dick. Don't do it. Don't. But I mean, and the other thing that like is really so you have. You've been wanting to be a cannibal for 40 years. Yeah. Like, this is it, the big moment. You knew he was coming on the train. You've had time to prepare, okay? Wouldn't you go down the shops, get a few sausages and have a bit of a practice? This is your Tom Hanks moment. You've got male victim. Get down there, learn learn how to cook similar cuts off different animals. Yeah. Just go, look, man, I'm, I'm cooking something up for my dog. Can I please have some horse penis? I want a bag of dicks. Just, just go down to like your bloody abattoir. You know what? Give you a dollar. Bag of dicks. What else are they doing with the dicks? They're not doing anything. They'll sell you a bag of dicks. They will sell you dicks. Yeah. But even that, like just get a sausage. 
burnt it. Like, you know when something is burning. What did he decide? Oh, my God, I'm going to like, what was he doing while that penis was burning? He was just watching Big Brother. Yeah. He, he lost, lost fucking, oh, just. I was watching the news highlight. Dude. I would have my recipe down before I got a rare cut of yes, like that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and it wouldn't be fried. It'd no. be It'd be slowly stewed. To deal with the collagen and heavy, like like all the heavy cartilage that's in there. That's how you like your dick. That's how I like my dick. Yeah. Would so, you Would you put it in like one like or like chop it up into like Dick bit? Wellington? Yeah. No, nah, probably probably more like a, like a dick sausage roll. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Some carrot and some parsnip, slow roasted in the oven. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think just just you know because it's like there's not a lot of meat on that. Very you little. Just you can't just throw that on the. No. God. Oh, makes me so angry. Um, oh my god! Can you imagine that episode of Master Chef? Your mystery <laughs> ingredient is bag of dicks, victim dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I'm putting an I rating on this episode. Oh my god! So yeah, so he chops up the 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 uh, penis, fed it to his dog. Turns out dogs really do go wackos for schmackos. <laughs> dogs go wackos for schmackos. <laughs> Muse then ran burnt a bath and placed him in the tub. So he is still kicking at this point. Did he have some scented? Well, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good date. Oh yeah, is that in your bath, scented candles? Oh some, my god, put some, on a bit of Enya. Some Radox. I imagine there's Enya. Oh, what's what are you throwing in there? Oh, can you imagine how much that would burn? Oh, the Radox on your severed penis yeah, area. That, yeah, not even a Radox bath is going to soothe that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so as he was uh, lying in the bath, slowly bleeding, he was falling in and out of consciousness. To help him, Muse read to him a few chapters from a Star Trek novel. <laughs> Good with computers. After some time, Muse eventually stabbed Brandis in the throat. Jesus Christ, that fucking leveled up. Killing him. Wow. Ran out of chapters. <laughs> He then... Hung- I, I've, read, I've read stories to my son where I've wanted to do that. Just go the fuck to sleep. There's only so much Beatrix Potter you can have in one night. <laughs> he, he apparently was spocked out. <laughs> uh, so after he uh, stabbed him, he then hung the body upon a meat hook and cut up the body. Fucking Jesus. This was also recorded on the videotape. <sighs> Hell of a wedding video. Oh. Imagine finding that just put out with the hard rubbish with the Van Damme videos. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Muse then carefully packed the parts in separate plastic bags and kept them in the freezer under a false bottom. <laughs> there was a real bottom. <laughs> There's a real ass under the false bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Muse would then spend the next 10 months slowly eating approximately 20 kilos of burnt. Oh, my God. And fucking it up at every single occasion. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah. How much did he actually eat? How much did the dog end up eating? We've all done a big panic buy. Yeah. I can tell you what, I'm pretty sick of baked beans. Yeah. Imagine that. You're just like on your 15th night in a row of eating. Oh. Just fucking hell. Yeah. And, see, and from someone like... Who like lives alone? Like that's like that's the problem. Like like you cook up something, you always end up the portion size is too big. You're like, oh, I'll have it for lunch, but then you have it for lunch, and then dinner, and then lunch again. Like if five lunches, you just you're you're burnt out. <laughs> 
Now, even though he still had more than a pound of flesh in the freezer, Muse wanted to taste forbidden meat again. Oh, did he? And he posted another advertisement. This time in December of 2002, an Austrian student reported Muse to the police. (laughs) Police searched Muse home and found the false bottom in the freezer. Initially, when asked about the packets of meat, Muse said that the meat was that of a wild animal. And this is one of my favourite bits of the story. Okay. Okay. One of the police officers who was there at the time when they found the mystery meat packages, when he claimed that it was wild meat, the officer said to Muse, Not only am I a policewoman, I am also a housewife. (laughs) And I know... That is no ordinary meat. <laughs> All I can think in my mind, I choose to believe like there had been people who would like been giving her shit, you know, <laughs> down at the police station being all like, you're not a real cop. You're just a housewife, you know, and she has been fighting hard, you know, for like feminism. And this was her moment. And if there is not a TV show about her in Germany, there needs to be. Yeah. So she is like, you know, policewoman by day. Okay, Hausfrau by night, but solving like crimes, yeah. like, you know, in and out. <laughs> Sergeant Roadkill knows her meats. <laughs> Sergeant Hausfrau, <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> now, the thing is, the court case was not as straightforward as you may think. Right. Because in a lot of countries, cannibalism isn't actually illegal. Well,. How often do they have to deal with it? I think it also comes back from, you know, the olden days of where there would be a lot of people um, at sea. Yes. In lifeboats and more than, you know, more than one cabin boy was eaten. Well, like the, the story of the Essex out of Nantucket. Which is the, the basis. That sounds like a rhyme <laughs> out of Nantucket. <laughs> and then they went, fuck it. There once was a man from Nantucket who ate his crewmates in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the story behind Moby Dick. The Essex was a, was a horrible maritime tragedy where basically they all ended up eating each other. Yeah. Because basically like their defence was, you know, you would have died if you hadn't have eaten that person. So it wasn't a case of murder. It was a case of survival. Yeah. So technically, you, you, he couldn't be charged with cannibalism, but you can be charged with offences of improper conduct with a corpse. Oh, that's very improper. <laughs> and even, like, as soon as I heard that, I'd just be like, oh, he fucked a corpse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a very decorous way to say necrophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucked a dead dude. Like, yeah. A fuck a one got. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck a one dead goat. <laughs> now, there was also a legal argument over whether killing someone who wants to be killed is in fact murder. Ah. Now, at the trial, Muse said that he had always wanted a younger brother, quote, For to, dinner? to be a part of me oh. and thought that cannibalism was a way to achieve that. Oh, right. That's one hell of a Big Brother program. That really is. I'm going to absorb you. (laughs) At the hearing, a psychologist said after analysis that Muse was sane but in possession of a severely disturbed soul. (laughs) 
And that was from his defence. Wow. So in January of 2004, Muse was convicted of manslaughter <laughs> and sentenced to just eight and a half years in prison. How else are you going to defend the guy, though? I mean, if you play the tape backwards, he assembles a man from his freezer and puts a dick on him <laughs> like, a, like a snowman's nose. Just boop. But I think basically his defence was, he asked me to, it would be rude of me not to. Well, the Germans are very hospitable. Exactly. Mm. So, you know, you don't want to be rude. Like, he is the guest. You know, your guest, you know, Mikasa Sukasa. <laughs> now, <laughs> authorities appealed the lightness of the sentence and in April 2005, a retrial commenced. Prosecutors claimed that Muse killed... For sexual gratification, and so thusly he should be charged with murder. Seems an odd argument to have to make, doesn't it? This guy killed someone and ate him, and he had a boner. That that basically that was their whole legal thing. If he had like, if he asked to be killed and he just killed him, it was a matter of fact. Ah, oh, technically manslaughter. That's not a problem. Yeah, do it with a boner. You sick fuck. Yeah, creep had a stiffy when he was eating that guy's dick. Yeah, uh, freak. So he was charged with murder this time. Yeah, because of his boner. <laughs> murder boner Murder boner I think I was in that band at one point <laughs> But oh my god, it's true Every problem that every man has ever got to on this planet It all comes down because of their dick Hitler's boner was particularly egregious Oh fucking, oh my god he Hitler's sw- boner was the worst He swiped right into Poland Oh fucking Jeez, if somebody had bit his dick off How different the world would have been Well apparently he only had one ball did, did, he, did it get bit? Did he point? Did he know this guy? Did he, know, did he, <laughs> he invites me over for dinner. And next thing I know, he's biting my balls off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is not good German hospitality. <laughs> oh my God. And do you know and what that's made? That's why he's a vegetarian. <laughs> do you know what made it really worse? <laughs> he had a murder boner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why Hitler made everyone wear jodhpurs <laughs> so you could never see their boners again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Now at the retrial A psychologist revealed That they felt Muse Could reoffend As he still had fantasies About devouring the flesh Of young men Mm-mm. So in 2006 The court overturned The 2004 decision And Muse was convicted For murder And disturbance Of the peace Should have got 10 years For his cooking <laughs> And sentenced to life imprisonment. That's more like it. Now, Muse is now described as a model prisoner who is friendly, outgoing and polite. Good with computers. He spends a lot of his time reading and he is also teaching other prisoners computers. (laughs) He works in the laundry and even attends church services. Oh, of course he does because of the body of Christ. (laughs) <laughs> nom, 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 nom. But then, in 2007, Muse became a vegetarian and even started an environmental group in prison. How mad is the world when a dark-souled cannibal in prison acknowledges climate change and our <laughs> own government doesn't? Uh, you know... One of the reasons that now this is what I've heard. Apparently, one of the uh, reasons that a lot of um, people from European backgrounds will convert yeah. to Islam mm. in prison is because the food's better. Yeah, because of um, you know, halal yeah. traditions that obviously 
probably comes from better sources than a lot of the gruel you get yeah. in prison. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing that guy, his idea of going vegetarian was like, I just can't get any good dick. What? <laughs> it's like, this is prison. It's full of, no, not that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like detached. <laughs> no, he had said it's because uh, once doing some research and looking into factory farming practices, right. he finds the idea of factory farming as distasteful as what he did and now only consumes vegetarian dishes. Wow. Imagine getting stuck next to that guy at a pub as he lectures you about food miles. <laughs> I once had a guy come on a train yeah. to me, like sliding doors, and I ate his penis. What? <laughs> anyway, have you thought about solar panels? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, now... But, but the other thing is, can I say, as someone um, who was vegan, I don't know if I mentioned that. No, you, you haven't mentioned that I haven't at all. mentioned that? Oh. No, no. Normally, that normally comes with, uh, do you want some vegan food, John? Christ, you never believe what I just had to do. Uh, did you have to drink some chuck? <laughs> Such a hater. No, because when I, when I read that, it's because, because um, from someone like, I have watched the Alive movie and I've watched it with friends. And... We were talking, they were talking about, oh, you know, would you eat somebody to, you know, and I'm like, dude, I wouldn't even wait till I was hungry. Like, I would fucking just start in, like, first class and fucking work my way down to the fucking, like, you know, cattle class. Um, and they're like, but you're a vegan. And I'm like, no, 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 being a vegan is about no harm to, like, animals. Yeah. Like, I've made no commitment, you know, that I won't harm animals or eat animals. Fucking humans, get fucked. <laughs> you're on your own. So can I say when I did this, when he did to vegetarian, I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Well played. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> Now, in an interview with a German newspaper, Muse expressed regret for his actions and said that he wished to write a biography in the hopes that it would deter people from following in his footsteps. Upon discovering websites dedicated to him, seeking willing victims had appeared after his 2002 arrest. Muse said that these people, quote, they should go for treatment so it doesn't escalate like it did with me. Mm, don't mess with the classics. <laughs> Leave the classics alone. <laughs> now, in 2016, Muse revealed in a TV documentary that he had been repressing his cannibalistic urges since his childhood. He said the first, the first bite was, of course, very strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd spent over 40 years longing for it, dreaming about it, and now I was getting the feeling that I was actually achieving this perfect inner connection <laughs> through his flesh. <laughs> I must say, I felt that kind of disappointment after I saved up for a dehydrator and I got it and I'm like, oh, it just makes things snappy and dry. I know. It's not going to change my life with nutritious snacks. I know. It's kind of like when I first got like my like BMX bike, I'm like, I'm going to get it and I'm going to be going over sick jumps and I'm going to be doing those like 360. Turns out, no. 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 It's not just, it's not, it's not all that it, it's not all that you dreamed it would be. His one man school campaign, dicks. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> just say no to dicks. <laughs> He applied for probation in 2017. Oh, sorry. He applied for parole in 2017 and this was denied. He has, however, been allowed out on day release now on several occasions. 
On these occasions, two two officers have accompanied him, driving him out of the town and into the next town so that he can freely walk around the village. Eyeing butchers' windows like a stray dog. Uh, no, I was going to say eyeing cafes like a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 2017, the event was turned into a musical. What? Calls Muse Brants. What does that translate to? Uh, that's, that's Muse is the cannibal. Brants was the victim. Uh, that's, their, that's their two last names. Okay. So it's just Muse Brants. Because Cannibal the musical has obviously already been done. Well, apparently they were like that. Yeah, that was Trey Parker and um, yeah. Matt Stone. Yeah. The musical includes songs f- <laughs> made up from the online chats between Muse and Prance. Oh, so it's basically the Smiths. As well as dialogue from the court transcripts from both trials. Sorry, it's just Morrissey. <laughs> the write-up says that it tells the story of their meeting and it tries to tell the deeper story of love, loss... Talk about his dick. Pain. Again about his dick. Gay relationships. Also about dick. And mental health. <laughs> Fighting off a dick. Okay, in terms of bad musicals, here's the rankings. Number three, <laughs> Starlight Express. <laughs> Number two, uh-huh. Cats. Number one, Branson Dick Muncher. Branson, Branson <laughs> Muse. Branson Muse. <laughs> Off-Broadway. The other thing is, what do you reckon your chances are of scoring after taking your date to see to see Muse Brands the musical? Watching one guy bite the dick off another guy and then try to feed it back to him. Do you think you're going to get lucky? I reckon that is just a setup for a very unlucky, very bad incel to turn to his very much regretting this decision mm-hmm. date and go, so, I feel like reenacting this at home. I know if he was an incel, he would just then, you know, bite his own penis off and throw it at the woman and be like, see what you did. (laughs) Feminism's to blame. Yeah, feminism did this to my dick. And then spits at her as he bleeds out. (laughs) He's cauterized the wound with his can of Lynx Africa that he carries around (laughs) for all occasions. That's what he would have done to cover up the, the smell of the body. Just <laughs> you just know he would have. Just a tin of leaves and just spray. Oh, it's like an inspection. <laughs> just kick the dick under the rug and spray some links around. <laughs> oh, it's like Africa in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Africa. Oh, it's transported me to a better place. <laughs> year 9 PE. <laughs> oh, my God. I would never have got through this year if it wasn't for Toto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So now the question I know you want answered. Just what does human flesh taste like? I'm guessing shit. (laughs) I guess that's, well, if you eat nothing but burnt penis. (laughs) That's definitely bachelor chow, isn't it? Oh, yeah, seriously, that's what that is. Just frying the dick in the fry pan, that is single man cooking. Yeah, it's like, why hasn't this worked? Yeah, because I actually, I called, uh, I called a girlfriend of mine and I was like, look, just in theory, okay, in theory, okay, if you were to kill a guy, like you've always wanted to be a cannibal, you've always wanted to eat somebody and so then you've got like, you know, you've, you've, you've chopped off his dick, now he's dead, you've got the whole body, 
you know, what would you do? How would you cook it? You've waited, you know, 40 years of your life for this. Yeah. What would you do? And my friend who was all like, oh my God, it's like, oh, why would you talk about this? Like, it's, it's like, it's so disgusting. And I'm like, no, seriously, what would you do? She then sat down and gave me like a 15 minute description. She's like, oh yes, well, you know, yeah, you'd want to get the keep. And then you would like wrap it. So if you get the string and then blah, blah, even had like the temperature, everything worked out, you know. Meets me. Yeah, exactly. Like she had everything worked out. Like she was going to make it a proper meal to enjoy. She had the sauces. She had the vegetables. And that's the difference between, uh, you know, someone who cares and a single man. Yeah. And single men these days, there's just no excuse. I mean, because even the worst of them can operate a fucking slow cooker. I was going to say, can Uber Eats? <laughs> just, you know, Uber Eats, I want a dick. <laughs> Wrong up, buddy. <laughs> you want grinder. Oh, which is what this episode should have been called. Oh, oh. There you go. Damn it. Damn it. But he, he wasn't gay. He was just a cannibal. He was also gay. Was he gay or just wanted to fuck his food? Oh, that's a good question. Don't know. I don't think everyone. Let's anyone... not drag the poor gays into this. Yeah. No, we're not like some Hungarian politician. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we're not, we're not hungry. We're not going to make this shit illegal. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. But by uh, by his actions, one can only presume that he was a member of the Hungarian Parliament, <laughs> or possibly because he was fucking dudes. Apparently, that or maybe the Australian right wing <laughs> Christian coalition. <laughs> Now, when asked what does human flesh taste like, in Muse words, mm-hmm. <coughs> and I'm vegan, so I can't really quantify this, but okay. <coughs> in Muse words, it tastes like pork, bit more harsh, and substantial. So gamey, okay. Um, if that's what that means. Well, yeah. I mean, I used to work with a lot of farmers, and they used to describe to me the difference between eating farmed pig and wild boar. And apparently wild boar has a very gamey taste because let's not get into this because it involves yeah, yeah yuck. Uh, yeah. Uh. It's called boar taint. <laughs> Basically, when they reach sexual maturity and they haven't been castrated, their meat is spoiled. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you just ruined this whole episode. Oh, you're turning up your nose at imaginary meat you'll never eat. Oh, I am. You're gonna go home and look at a sweet potato funny? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to fuck it first, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> that's what the zucchinis are for. <laughs> actually, I have a story about that, oh, but Jesus. that's for another episode. <laughs> um, actually, it's about leeks, but we'll get into that. Oh, they're full of vermin. <sighs> <laughs> so, basically, at the end of the day, take it straight from the cannibal's mouth and just say no <laughs> to the dick. Don't. Mess with the classics. <laughs> Certainly don't try to chew the classics off with your teeth. <laughs> and then fry it with wine and garlic in a fry pan. Cannibalism. Bite off more than you can chew, then chew like hell. <laughs> Hang on, let me get my Star Trek novel. As they beam down to the planet, fucking mm. stab. <laughs> it's just a crazy series of events. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there's just and there's just so many. Yeah, a lot of like by itself that would have been random, but put it all together, I can kind of see why it's a musical. Yeah, because fuckwits will turn anything into a musical. You know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a bit. I like Les Misérables. Well, the, the French Revolution is ripe. You know, for a musical. Oh, that's a good musical, that. Yeah. I like that. Imagine Castro's Cuba. There's a musical. Lots of samba. 
Lots of Cubano stuff. Oh, that'd be, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, and it's, it's got those moments where you just, you know, it all ends with pe- like forming a human sort of pyramid while people wave a flag. That's what a musical needs. If there is no one waving a flag, it's not a good musical. I guarantee you that some trust fund twat from Melbourne who mm. cosplays as a working class person <sighs> will try yeah. and put together some sort of ScoMo the musical. And I'd much rather go and see the fucking badly cooked dick musical <laughs> than this. Oh my god! You know, if you start, an, oh my god, if you start up another like grunge band, I feel like we're just this whole podcast is about coming up with names like badly cooked dick. Yeah, that's like citizen dick from singles, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like so many good names. Dick Lightning, <laughs> Clam Stroker. <laughs> dick Lightning sounds like Gigi Allen's more flamboyant cousin. <laughs> he doesn't shit on stage. He uses a toilet. <laughs> you know what? When uh, when we become rich and famous, oh uh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that on all your dressing rooms, yeah. I'm gonna put it into like our rider yeah. that they have to get like a Dick Lightning little like name tag, <laughs> <laughs> like engraved just to put on your star on the door. No, they've got to make it out of M and M's. What? They've got to make Dick Lightning out of M and M's. <laughs> they've got to arrange them on the table like David Lee Roth's no brown M and M's. <laughs> oh my god! And is it like was it Mariah Carey that like every uh, they needed new toilet seats oh. for every place where she performed? It had to have a new pristine toilet seat. Well, what's she gonna do? Cocaine off a fucking old one? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah, just like the fucking rest of us, fucking Mariah. Yeah. Like you get one Christmas hit and you think your snow's gonna be pure. Fuck yeah, off, lady. seriously, God. You get, you be that picky when you nearly married Jamie Packer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> tell me you have standards. Oh my god. You let that toad jizz in your fuck off. Oh, if anyone knows what a burnt dick tastes like. <laughs> it's because he's taking it straight out of Satan's ass. <laughs> it's still smoking, dear. <laughs> oh, we suddenly just got very dark very quickly. Oh, we did. <laughs> Oh, God. Is well, there anyone left to insult? I don't think so, no. Apart from anyone who stuck around for an hour and 13 minutes of this. Oh, shit. We've done well. Yeah. For us. For us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but cheers for tuning in, as usual. <laughs> one, of these, one of these days I'll actually get a proper outro, but uh, you can follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram, Gabbin in the Woods. Reach out, tell us uh, what you want us to talk about or something like that, or tell us to shut up or say that I go, oh, yeah, too much. <laughs> I was going to say reach out, reach around. <laughs> whatever feels whatever feels right in the yeah, moment. No mention of uh, bestiality in the films of James Cameron this week. No, thank God. Yeah. Fucking don't. Space Tijuana, I'm telling you. you fucking... Oh, my God. I would die for that man. <laughs> don't make me cross this table. Oh, my God. I will go full young Ellen Ripley on you. <laughs> you'll show me. You'll throw your cat at me. <laughs> and I'll get a perm. Uh, don't mess with the classics, Hollywood. <sighs> don't mess with the classics. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Well, see you next week. Oh, <laughs>